Hello, guys, and welcome to another episode of the MSC Performance Podcast with me, Mark Wilson, and Sonia Fukova. Um, hope you're all well. We're excited to be back. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see we're uh, we're donning the latest MSC stash, which will be available for members to purchase. Um, it's not really, really cold in the office. Um, we're just wearing all the layers because we want to show off the new stash. So you see my little beanie here. Sonia's got a little head ear warmer thing. G laser on. And we're looking sharp. I might yeah. take it off because it's a little bit hot in here now, but uh, I'll keep it on for as long as I can. Um, people listening on Spotify won't have a clue what we're on about, but we're wearing loads of new stash. Uh, exciting day at MSC. So we've got um, basically just had a, a massive um order of uh, stash delivered to uh, to sell to members um so we've got msc joggers got msc jumpers uh we've got msc hoodies we've got msc snoods we're not wearing a snood we should have shown a snood off i will show you a snood next time um we've got hats we've got these ear warmer things um, and we are all very excited about all stocked, this fully stocked <laughs> yeah we've always had like people wanting MSC stash mm-hmm. and we've always done bits and pieces but we're really going for it now and uh offering uh offering you know a lot of a uh, lot of different different options um I'm even wearing MSC joggers here but uh give the people what they want um anyway moving on um very exciting times at msc lately classes have been mega busy mm. uh we had 30 in for metcon uh in total this morning uh, over big. two classes mm. which was mega evenings have been ticking up really really well with the metcons um barbell club guys into their intensity phase we like to see that that post summer people still march forward we march we march. Um, it's such an important time as well, I think, because December can be a bit of a write-off yeah, yeah. Uh, for a lot of people. Um, even even the most hardcore, um, you know, trainers. I mean, you know, Max normally disappears for about six weeks over Christmas. We don't see much of him, um, and some of our members do too because there's lots going on. It's a nice time of year, Christmas parties and whatnot. So, like, cash your chips in October, November get the work in like and it's nice and mild at the moment it's just a great time to be training and like MSC's buzzing at the moment absolutely buzzing yeah we're doing great. how are those barbell club guys getting on Sonia I'm really proud of all of them obviously we have it nicely split into some more like hypertrophy work for those who kind of been on and off or for some people who started lately and then those guys who's been kind of sticking with us for a while they are on the intensity block yeah um this week we've moved to week three and they are uh, peaking with their doubles um next week is the week four of the block um so we go in towards their eight to ten um sorry uh eight to nine rps um so we're looking for the big doubles and i think sorry. everyone's been enjoying it um a lot because obviously we've done a lot of uh, volume work good prep um and the numbers are just unreal i mean like it's so good to watch how they progress in on a weekly basis like i'm just so so proud of all of them like the yeah. the feedback's been great just chipping in 
So great work for that, guys. Atmosphere has been great. Uh, evenings, mornings. Yeah, shout out to mornings, um, yeah, who, which yeah, picked mornings up. Mega. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the little club is going well. It's great. I, what I get a lot of is people asking me, like, you know, like guys at rugby and stuff will say, like, bloody how, how, you know, how's that person lifting that amount or whatever? And it's it's the work that goes behind yeah, it. They don't like you see spoke that. about, like, mm. th- like this week is like big double. So. Mm-hmm. It's you know we're really demonstrating the the strength, but the strength is really built with the volume work oh, and setting yeah. the foundations. And like you say, this is week. You know we're into what we ten week eleven around of there, the big one of the big big cycle. So like okay, yeah, okay. it's like we've had eight eight nine weeks of like building good solid honest work, um, and now you know it starts to get a little bit sexier, some heavier weights, some lower reps. And we can sort of show off that. Uh, I think that, we are really enjoying the bodybuilding in this block. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> there's a, a little, bit of, little bit Obviously of kind of isolation Obviously, the focus on, uh, on the yeah. main lifts. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, everything's all going well at MSC. Um, today's podcast, we want to expand a little bit on what we were talking about last week. Um, in regards to conditioning. Um, so last week we were talking about, um, obviously we did a big piece on um, independent gyms versus commercial gyms. So if you haven't checked it out, um, you know, track back and give that a listen. And then we went into the importance of conditioning. That was the, the aim of it, why it's, why it's important and why we need to, need to do it. Um, today's going to be just a little bit more in depth um, regarding conditioning, a um, little bit of chat about like time zones we can kind of work in, um, considerations for getting quicker, um, considerations for getting getting fitter aerobically, and we're not going to go like full, you know, depth on in, in regards to sports science. We're going to try and make it like you know um, digestible for people, um, but like it will be like just a, a little notch up from from last week's. Uh, chat really um so yeah i mean kind of moving moving into that um with conditioning as you know lots of factors to uh, to think about for those who didn't catch a podcast last week when we're talking about conditioning we're talking about developing the energy systems um specific to uh, whatever it is that we are competing in or want to get better at um so we have lots of different energy systems we have the a lactate system um you know which is where we're working for a very very short period of time we're working explosively um we have you know lactate development we have anaerobic work we have aerobic work and within that you know there's lots of different intensities in which we can uh, we can work at um so most people would want to develop all the energy systems really you know you want to like if you're not competing in a sport um you know you want to be obviously as fit and as healthy as possible you want to build your aerobic base so that you've got you know you're, you're healthy your heart and lungs you know are, are healthy um they're efficient and you know you have the the stamina uh, if you like to undergo you know um activities you know, from day to day to doing more extravagant, you know, things and hikes and walks and, you know, looking after, you know, kids and family or whatever, without being sort of massively out of breath, um, as a simple way of putting it, um, you know, right through to, you know, uh, bringing it right back to like speed work where, you know, we want to be quick and explosive. Now it might not sound as necessary for the everyday person, but, you know, for me, if you're not training for a specific sport, you want to train to be as hard to kill as possible. 
you know, you just want to be as much of a, a, a fair, amazing like, athlete as possible. A lot of people do, like, they kind of like to run marathons, half marathons. Like, a lot of people are into this, like, long-distance running. And um, what I've noticed is that, like, our members or I've came across people who've been doing this and now they're looking for being a bit more explosive, like, change of direction. Yeah. That's why they kind of looking for the type of, like, Metcon. Mm. Yeah. So that will be probably one of the benefits, just like Fast, change maybe. muscular, explosive. Type of training you do, yeah. <clears throat> for sure, for sure, for sure, absolutely. Um, and, you know, like hard aerobic training, like, you know, specifically doing like back-to-back marathons, like ultra-endurance stuff, takes its toll um, on the body. If you're looking at like body composition and things like that, that you want to improve and just like generally being as healthy as possible, there are better ways to do it than like hard, hard aerobic work for sure. Um, because it takes a lot of, lot of, lot of toll on the, on the, on the body. Um, and you know, it's, uh, if we're, if we're running, for example, like multiple times a week, high mileage, it can be very stressful on the joints um and also hormonally have some uh, effects as well which you know might go into it another podcast but um yeah so say a little little bit of chat about that uh, that that today and we'll link in some to you know to, to athletes as as well um so i think the first thing to probably talk about is like when people are trying to get fitter is it better to run mm. is it better to get on the bike mm. is it better to do like you know conditioning classes and things like that. Would you have anything to say to those? People? Yeah, I think like um, I think people might be put off or scared to join a class if we're talking classes. Let's say um, that they are not fit enough, uh, which obviously could be the case. Um, that's why it's good if you probably like observe or you know do your research what the class kind of what what, the, what is it based on? What do what do people do there? Um, and then I think like you need to try and see and obviously get a good bit of advice. Um, let's say we welcome all abilities. So you don't necessarily have to come in and be super fit for the class. You can be a complete beginner and we know what we're going to get you there because that's why I think class is a good thing to start with because some people would just go for a run, but we know how probably it ends up, right? Like you start, you know, five minutes in, if five minutes in and then you probably walk home yeah <laughs> like the run is just if you if you're not a runner or if you haven't run before like it's it's not easy right sure. um you don't know how to face yourself you don't know how far you want to go how to kind of split the effort through the run as you don't understand maybe like is it sprint am i gonna go a bit further then maybe you need 5k and then you can walk for a couple of days after yeah. um so my thoughts on this is probably that like know your starting point where you kind of stand because if you even gonna join or start sign up for a like high intensity class um somewhere like you might not necessarily enjoy it um or you know do that well as you would like uh it might put you off at some point as well because obviously if you're not trained for that type of intensity it's just not going to work out well like you need to work your base towards it so like i personally think that like everyone should start like with the uh I, 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 it's hard to split it but like developing aerobic base first so you are actually okay to to recover 
and you know how to kind of split effort and then build in towards the high intensity later yeah for sure like i think when you're doing like when you know if you take sprinting for example mm -hmm. like sprinting to the like sprinting for example is gonna like is, is very high forces that you're producing um so like if you haven't got the the strength if you haven't got the muscular strength um, phase, to yeah. Yeah. uh you know to to handle that kind of impact like if you're a 100 kilo guy for example and you're doing like a 30 meter flat out sprint that's like a lot of force going an through impact, the joints yeah, and impact. Yeah. Um, so like the, the risk of injury is quite high. So like that's another, another so, reason. Yeah, again, knowing your base, like you can't just go into her, like, as you said, like flat out sprints with zero strength training before. So all these things kind of like overlap. So again, if you want to get faster, yes, sprint that's great run if you want to get better at the running probably you should run but all these things like strength training that all prevent prevent the injuries which are then which you're more prone to get because obviously we talked about this a couple of times that sprinting is probably the hardest type of, type of training mm. uh with the forces and the the demands on the body yeah so knowing your base would be probably a key thing uh where do i stand how much can I take on? Can I go and do an hour session of sprints? When we used to do our sprints a year back in lockdown, I'm thinking like, how long did we used to do it for? Around 45 minutes, 60? Mm. Um, and it was taking, it's like, it was taking its thing on me. Uh, like I definitely can yeah. tell. And that might only be like six to 10 sets. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. This way we can nicely um kinda talk about the recovery period and yeah, absolutely. And yeah. Well, yeah, so specifically talking about a lactate work then. Um so like, you know, if we're if we're being very specific, like a lactate technically is, you know, is recorded, you know, normally as under, you know, anything under six seconds essentially. Um, but like normally a lactate, you can kind of for most people who have maybe less power they're not absolute elite you can probably stretch to like eight to ten seconds so let's say sub 10 seconds work um so we're talking about sprints we're talking about jumps we're talking about like real explosive uh, explosive work um so i wanted to like with this podcast kind of link into athletes quite a lot um so like i mentioned it last week with um field athletes for example um like 95 percent of field sports are a lactate and aerobic focused um there's not a great deal of middle ground with like pure lactate work um where like in lactate work you might be working like you know 60 to 90 seconds at like absolute maximum effort there might not be too many of those times there will be some so it's worth training to an extent um but not a lot um but like you know it's it, let's say energy system wise it is like you know sprint walk sprint walk or sprint jog etc etc um so the a lactate system is a very important energy system to develop for uh for, for field athletes and as we mentioned earlier useful for absolutely anyone in our metcons will work oh, you know on quite a lot to be fair of a lactate work um because it can you know build some good muscular developments and good power um and make you look nice and lean um i just want to add to this because yeah. you're talking about field athletes and then we kind of talking about metcons so like you kind of need to search for each sport or individual sport uh what the requirement is but i think when you say in field it kind of nicely summarize like everything 
like you know rugby football etc but then obviously if we're talking about like powerlifters or if you if you do weightlifting like it it, it's always almost the overlap like it's not only one energy system like you all you you need to develop them all for sure and then you might just have a little bit of priority yeah 100% yeah and it's exactly the same when we do our like weight training and strength training like you want to you know you want to focus on one like we spoke about it i think before like with powerlifters for example like you know the average work is a few seconds with olympic lifting it's even less um but does that mean that we want to completely neglect the aerobic system because you might say that it's not specific but we would say well no you know you do want to do aerobic work as well it just won't be as much so like an elite weightlifter or powerlifter you know doing aerobic work might take up like two percent or five percent of their training but it's still definitely worth doing because although the sport isn't five minutes long or seven minutes long you know 80 minutes long it's still beneficial to build the aerobic system so that your training can be a lot better you can manage weight obviously easier as well we can do back-to-back lifts if we need to we're going to handle a higher training volume so it's still worth being aerobically uh, aerobically fit uh, for all of them so yeah i mean like yeah i definitely don't want to like separate you know too much between like you know sports and uh, like you know metcons and things like that um because it you know is all important um i think like what would be a good thing to talk about is just you know the uh, like how to how to program for that mm. if we're talking about like right i want to develop my speed mm-hmm. my, my my speed whatever you know whatever athlete i am and now you know when you're when you're trying to develop the a lactase system you're trying to become faster um basically what we need to be doing is we need to make sure that the intent is there with your training so that you're working at you know very very high speeds uh, maximal effort now I, probably the first thing i want to go into is like the rest periods and things like that um because what you see a lot of is like people trying to do like sprint training and they're trying to get you know when you say well what's the goal and they're saying well the goal is to get you know faster over five meters or 10 meters or you know 30 meters um and what they're doing is like they're doing a sprint and then like they're resting for like 20 seconds 30 seconds if that and then they're sprinting back again, you know, back and forth. And what's happening there is because the, you know, because we're doing too much distance and therefore the fatigue's taking over the energy systems going from male lactate into aerobic, then it's, you know, you're not actually working at a high enough intensity to improve your, your speed. So, you know, research done decades ago and, you know, sort of promoted by, you know, Charlie Francis was like, you need to be working at 95% plus intensity to actually really improve super speed. Hard, super hard, like good prep, good rest, good warm up, everything. Like, whereas you're doing like sprint, like 10, 20 seconds recovery and then sprinting again. Like, you're not, you're not doing what you're supposed to do. Now, that's not to say that it's not still good training um because like sprint recovery stuff's another 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 thing but you're not you know it's just being careful as to what you're actually what you're actually training for i think when we look into like i think we just chat about it usain bolt and his training like when you would look at his training he would literally show up for doing eight sets and that would be all session but like the effort he works at on that session is like 
yeah it's maximal max maximal effort yeah. so like i remember our sessions like literally a couple of sets but like if you were supposed to work at top speed it was actually really hard yeah big time and like, a high, highly demanding yeah, session yeah, yeah. Like, you know, we spoke before about like high days and low days and like sprinting would definitely be in your high day because mm. it's a very high intensity activity that takes uh, a lot of recovery. Even like you say, like doing eight sets, 10 sets in 45 minutes, um, you know, it's quite, it quite a lot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, so, you know, if we're talking like the average person for like, you know, to de develop sprinting, you know, we might be looking at like four or five minutes rest um between sets now th this does depend on the distance as well in which you're sprinting but if you're doing like 30 meters plus at high intensity then like we need like four or five minutes at least at the elite level mm. the top top guys will have longer mm. recovery so like elite sprinters might have 10 to 20 minutes yeah it, literally it's, like when 10 to 20 minutes that, it's they might do a 60 meter sprint and then it's a 10 to 20 minute rest before they do another another set because you know there's a big difference between force output between a guy who runs 10 seconds and a guy that runs you know 15 seconds for example so they, they need even more uh, even more recovery um i think we could get quite deep into this so we've got to be a bit careful not to go like too deep um you know with the considerations but like i think what i would say is like in, in regards to rest if you are looking to develop speed for for example like you know let, let's say you are you know a football player and you want to get faster then just make sure you are you know once or twice a week having those sessions that are speed focus mm -hmm. we take away like anything else we take away like the aerobic side of things we make sure we get an ample recovery and we're working at high intensities i think like alongside the rest um programming considerations is important as well like how do i start from like nothing or from an off season and go into actually getting getting my speed up get my sprinting speed up um now with this like we spoke about you know a few minutes ago sprinting is very very high impact on the body there's a lot of ground forces you're producing so it's very high impact high risk of injury if we're not strong enough or if we're not fresh or recovered enough so what you can do to uh, reduce that risk to begin with is by slowing those sprints down. Now, that might sound contradictory to what we've just said about um, working at maximum intent, but you're still going to work at maximum intent. But what you're going to do is you're going to add resistance to your sprint or an incline, for example. So if you're coming in like, you know, straight off an off season or you haven't done any sprinting for a while and you want to get into sprinting, for example, even if you're not an athlete, I, you know, I'd always recommend starting off working like when you're doing your sprints, working, working hard, but working over short distances and working at resistance or hills. So it might be like five meters or 10 meters or 15, an absolute push, mm -hmm. like no more than 15 okay. meters and we would run on a hill which is naturally going to slow us down a little bit and therefore protect us or we can do it flat but with a weighted sled or something like that um which separate to this is a fantastic way of developing power actually um but like just slowing us down and giving us a natural protective mechanism if you like 
then you would look at uh, as a progression, um, you would look at going from say five meters one week, week two to 10 meters, week three to 15 meters, let's say on the hill or with the resistance. And then what we can start to do is we can bring back the distance to five meters to 10 meters, but start working on the flats. And then we can gradually increase the, the distance as we go along. Um, so that like by week, you know, depending on who you are, if you're a well-trained athlete by week four or five or six, you could be into full sprints. If you're not a well-trained athlete and you want to get into sprinting, you might be looking at week, you know, eight, 10, 12, really before you start doing those kind of like 30, 40, 50, 60 meter yeah. um, sprints. I think with this, like you're almost indicating that like it's very individual based. So like having that little individual approach to the program would probably be a little more beneficial than just maybe following something super generic like obviously mm. the generic idea is there but then as you said that like someone might be a bit fitter and can already be running longer distances in week four whereas someone it would take a good while to get into that progression yeah i think that's a really interesting point and like um kind of you know covers the basis of all, all training really which is like your everybody should you know do aerobic work everyone should ideally sprint everyone should mm -hmm. push pull you know carry squat hinge all those kind of things you know the that that's something that everybody should be doing some form of yeah and then, and then you need a bit more you need the, a bit less yeah in, in terms of dosage um you know specificity patterns like that's where it becomes like very individual do you know what i mean like you know we speak about it a lot like with a squat for example like everybody should be training some sort of squat pattern mm -hmm. you know for you as a as a you know as a weightlifter like you would high bar back squat and you would front squat a lot um like for me as a rugby player like i could use those movements but like i could easily focus on belt squat or box squat for example taking demands off. Yeah. and someone who's a someone who's a beginner might focus more on you know on, on goblet squat um, so those are the kind of you know things that we need to take into consideration in terms of individuality. So like yeah, I think mean, you're absolutely right. I think like depending on you know depending on uh, who you are is where you'd make those little like you know, those little individual differences. But the the whole picture is everybody should be doing bits and pieces of that. Um, so moving probably away from sprint work, I think. Yeah, yeah, sort of move, yeah, move yeah a little on. bit. Um, so like we've also got lactate development, uh, which is like, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, popular chat, uh, especially in like, you know, rugby circles and things like that. Like you see American football teams training like lactate a lot, which always, you know, I always find a little bit counterproductive because Why the average I find it counterproductive in American football because the average play in the NFL has been recorded as four seconds long. Okay. So like it's a very a lactate sport. It's again a lactate aerobic, but very highly a lactate. Uh -huh. More so than rugby. Like with rugby, you have to attack and defend. With football, you have to attack and defend whatever position you are. The game's continuous or more more continuous than American football. With American football, it's like, you know, four or five second play, stop. Four or so five second play, stop. So you saying that they stop. focus on it too, maybe too much? Yeah, like the whole like beasting and like also like maximal aerobic work, which we'll get into in a bit. But like, yeah, like doing like 
you know, sort of 60 to 120 seconds, like absolute, like max out efforts, um, like have a place, but like, like less than 1% in American football, mm. that should be your training. And for like rugby and football, like that could take up like 5% of your conditioning, I'd say. Um, you know, possibly a little bit higher in an off season, like you could do 10 to 15% um lactate specific uh, right. training makes sense completely what you're saying but then yeah. it's, it's interesting that then they still focus on it no yeah exactly yeah mm. um the, re the reason i think is because i think like coaches want to see players suffer and i mean that by like they're not being horrible but like they want to they want to and you see it in like you know poor gyms and poor pts as mm. well they want to see the clients suffer and sweat mm. Um, because like I think naturally that makes us think well oh the boys have had a beasting yeah. like they've had a good session they've had a good good workout um, and like you know we we know from a PT point of view like you know you see those coaches who just give like you know burpees for an hour like up and down like loads of you know stupid stupid stuff that doesn't actually develop the the person or the athlete and you see that a lot in field sports as well where it's like right we're gonna you know do this absolute beasting but yeah so i think it's like it's kind of psychological for the coaches to make them feel like i don't like they've it had, i'm really um, shocked now like i'm really yeah no it's not like i mean it's um yeah, it doesn't happen like it doesn't happen at our club a lot but like yeah. it happens at clubs for sure but like um those kind of like lactate bursts and stuff um but like obviously like having a good lactate buffer is like is is good and for some sports it is like absolutely essential and will take up a lot of your training like if you're a 400 meter runner or an 800 meter runner like that middle distance running is like highly lactate it's like maybe the toughest sports or mm. up there i think like, I think it's, like, one of the hardest sports being, like, a 400-meter runner. It's, like, brutal. So, lactate work would take up more of your more of your training. If you're, um, if you're like, an everyday gym-goer and, like, you're just training to be good, like, you're not playing any sports and stuff, you can add a little bit in because, like, it's, it builds up mental toughness. It's, like, hard, like, you know, hard and get good that we should Adaptation. answer this that like why a, an everyday person should train at this um or like you know a lactate or at these intensities like yeah. when we're talking about how important is it in field sports and in sports for athletes maybe we should touch a little bit on it and that you started yeah. well like yeah so like i think for yeah for those guys like lactate so you know again we could be talking depending on the person because everyone's energy system slightly different but like let's say 30 to 30 seconds to two minutes, like absolutely flat out um, with recovery. Now, again, with the recovery, if you're looking at developing the lactate system, you know, you want to have that 30 to 30 to 120 second work burst, but then you actually want to be having about eight to 10 minutes rest Basically, afterwards. Yeah, but you're like, able to work if you're doing, Exactly. If you're doing like lactate like that, but you're only then having like 30 seconds rest and then trying again, it becomes aerobic yeah. because you can't, work at the intensity yeah. so similar rules to sprinting like if we really want to develop that system we need longer recovery periods um you know if we reduce the recovery periods it becomes aerobic um which again is fine but it's a different thing you're training then obviously for. the fit that you get like the harder you can you can train like you can you know 
like work hard at yeah. like longer duration yeah. and this is basically how you develop into fitness like in a bigger picture 100 um, yeah i think like again for the everyday person like once you you were absolutely spot on like when you're saying about like building aerobic base first is like absolute key but like six months down the line like once you know or even less like you know when a good aerobic base has been built like you know throw in a little bit of lactate into your training like lactate training because it's bloody tough and you get a good adaptation from it you get fit from it um but what you've got to consider is that like it's very hard work um and it can not the recovery like not everyone like you've got to be a special sort of like person <laughs> to enjoy it uh pushing yourself so like pleasant. if we're talking if we're talking true lactate yeah you have to be powerful enough and like mad enough exactly. to push to, to those on, boundaries yeah. or else it is again just aerobic because obviously so it's, it's a lot of stress it's maximal it's maximal it's uncomfortable very uncomfortable but it's then, maximal yeah. So like and because you're adapting, you just need more and more. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I just literally think from yeah, the yeah. point of like people I come across and what they say that like you know like you do a bit hard session with them and they're like they like they're like why would you do this to yourself? Yeah, it's so, brutal. Yeah, as you say, brutal. like it's not for everyone because it is character building. It's like... character building and it pushes you. And some people actually then do get into it because mm. they see how they get better each week or month or you know whatever it is like if we're talking 100 meter sprint on the rowing machine let's say yeah that's a bit of a blast like yeah. it takes longer obviously than 10 seconds yeah but it's a hard hard effort through that period and then you see how you're getting better and better so you can row the distance faster and i think this is something what they find like oh actually i'm getting better and they want to get better so they will put themselves again through that if we sure. if i just take it as an example like obviously that's maybe longer like probably the best time we had in the gym was like 30 40 seconds for the 100 meters so if we talk six second peak power like this is the cheeky one we do with our members everyone kind of loves it and everyone kind of hates it at the same time yeah because it's obviously super disgusting if you if you're pushing for it but yeah some people you know got sick for the first time and then they've learned and they know how to take their spin on this. Hundred um, percent. Yeah, it's um, yeah, brilliant way to train. Great adaptations. Just very hard. And if you're very, like, yeah, to do true lactate training, you need to be like training at that hundred percent intensity for those time periods. And like, you know, for people who train how how you know when, when they're doing like interval type stuff. Mm -hmm how often can you honestly say like in those 30 to 60 second blasts you're working at a hundred percent like that's that's tough that's rare we do drop it into metcon occasionally um you know and or like um, sustainable it's, effort it's through the intervals exactly yeah exactly so maintaining the kind of same pace if we, you know if you're doing six to eight or ten rounds obviously you progress into more and more but like you don't start at your peak and then you're just coasting through the to, through the rest like sustainable sustainable effort that's another thing like to focus on 100 um, yeah because it's not about peak at the beginning and then just you know do whatever <laughs> is left like that's not really the yeah. aim yeah. again the yeah. adaptation so slow small steps um yeah you don't want to be finished after a couple of uh, yeah. <laughs> a couple of pumps do you 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's important. It can probably lead into uh, sort of aerobic and maybe a little bit about interval stuff as well, like just in terms of um, how you know simple ways of improving yourself through interval training for example so like you know msc a lot like if we're doing intervals um we'll be doing you know maybe um you know 30 seconds on you know 90 seconds off and then what we can do each week is reduce the recovery a little bit that can be a really good way for like aerobic yeah. recovery work so i would add to it that like you can play with the ratios and that's probably the ratios like yeah. work to rest ratio and then you increase in the intervals um you will definitely be looking at the starting point of like less work more rest and then you're reducing exactly as you said yeah. and then increasing the numbers but like doing silly work that like where you work a long period of time and then you like and you're aiming to work hard and then you just get yourself a little bit of rest the second round is not going to be the same so mm. yeah smart choices with the work to rest ratios like yeah want to to begin with maybe you know and then yeah occasional two to one like there's obviously guidance for this and you can play with it but again really depends who is who the person is and where they stand like you yeah. wouldn't just give someone that suddenly 21 intervals of yeah. six on two, four. No, that's a good yeah is it like the, the ratios is a, a better way of putting it actually so yeah like that's you say you might it might be like one to you know one to four to yeah, begin yeah, with yeah, yeah, yeah. you know it might be like oh yeah you know 20 you know 20 on 80 off or something like that and then like might go one to three one to two and then like you say like you start going two to one you know and, and even even further than that um you know and that's a good way of good way of measuring we can also measure through output in terms of that's like great, how yeah, we'll you do, know yeah. sometimes we'll do you know the the time patterns will be the same on week you know two as they will week one with some of our metcon blocks and we're just asking the guys to increase the the output a little the bit effort, yeah exactly yeah that's why I think like if the good way if you're actually looking to measure it is is using actually like machines and like stuff which can show you how hard you're working yeah for sure yeah uh so that's a great way um because yeah. obviously not everyone should i think everyone should sprint if we're talking sprint but it's not obviously for everyone not everyone is ready to take on the demand so it's maybe better not to yeah and that's why it's good, good to do a, you know bike with bike uh, output on the on the on skier yeah so machines could be a good way to develop in speed i think as well if you don't really want to do sprint because you know people have dodgy hips they're not naturally they're not that strong because they haven't yeah. done the amount of training they're supposed to so yeah well i think that's a good thing we can move on to here to sort of round it up i think would be um like um sort of types of um you know of how to do the aerobic mm -hmm. work and how to do the a lactate and stuff because i think like everybody should be doing some sort you know ideally everybody in the world pretty much should be doing conditioning and should be doing some form of conditioning now like the the beauty of it is what we're looking to do is is work the energy system so the heart and lungs so you know if whether that's going for you know go for a run or being on the bike or doing some weights at a certain tempo can all be conditioning work sure. so yeah. like do you know what I mean like I think like you know you hear people saying like oh you know yeah I can't oh, I just can't get fit because I 
you know, I can't run because I hurt my knee like a couple of years ago or something like that. And it's like, well, okay, you can use a ski erg or you can, uh, you know, probably get away with a rowing machine or a bike or you can maybe, you know, walking uphill or whatever it might be. So there's always a way around it. There's always an alternative and it might just be personal preference as well. The amount of clients I've had over the years that like, you know, for their um, cardio work, you know, as they, as they call it, like the conditioning, um, you know, they'd say, oh yeah, but like, you know, I want to do some strength work a couple times a week, but like, you know, alongside that I'm running, but I really hate running. And I'm like, why are you Why running you? then? Why are you running? <laughs> and they're like, oh, well, because, you know, you've got to run if you want to keep the weight off. And it's like, uh, yeah. yeah, it's like, well, no, you don't. Yeah. Like, there's other there's other ways. So, like, you know, swimming, biking, you know, yeah. walking, um, you know, yeah, you name it. Like, there's different, different ways of, of doing it. You could live a very long, fit, healthy life by never actually doing any of that and just doing like weight training but yeah. once or twice a week in your weight training you're doing more like almost circuit circuit type work where you're working at a higher tempo and you're supersetting two or three or four or five exercises back to back and therefore getting the heart rate up to a certain I think extent what you said about like how people say that like they let's say run but they actually hate it I think people should not be doing it like yeah, it's good to, to get out of your comfort doing. zone but like most people don't really know how to run so they're like the like the biomechanics yeah. are terrible and they're actually causing more damage to it big time yeah like the amount of people you see running and it's it's really bad running like i, th- I think they must feel terrible after that like in Maybe, terms of body you see people's um, gait like yeah. when they're running, like without sounding horrible like you see someone run past and you're like <laughs> well, you know there's maybe know. Run, running's great running's great running's like, great but it's, um, it, it has a lot of demand on the yeah, body sure. it's, it's impact as well even we talked about like sprinting impact like jogging impact if you're doing our high volumes exactly. is like hard and then the heavier you are the worse exactly uh, <laughs> exactly the heavier you are the more you know yeah, that, alignment issues yeah yes that's like when you start thinking of that on feed and off feed conditioning like there was something like you know i i lately enjoyed running but then i kind of couldn't do it that much so i started uh, using wood bike a lot yeah because i kind of needed that off feed yeah. So I still got that stimulus I wanted, but I'm just trying basically to say what, like summarize what you said that like find a way of doing what you want to do or get out of it. But if you hate running, like don't torture yourself out there for an hour. Yeah. Most people who go for a run, they actually don't run a constant pace. They, you know, they run a little bit then they walk like i see this a lot let's say in the in azawar like we sometimes see people running at like high speed and i'm like wow that's impressive like i can't run that fast but then you see them a couple meters ahead and then they're walking yeah so they just they just do it random stuff basically yeah 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 but again then you can you know argue whether it's like they're doing something and it's good mm-hmm. but then it all depends on your goal on what you want to get out of it yeah um, you might just feel good for it going and trying but then i think that's when people then plateau because it never gets anywhere yeah. because it doesn't have the structure and that again comes up to that fact that you need to have some sort of program i think it's the same yeah it's the same it's as uh, same as weight training but yeah, like you yeah. need to have that structure and direction of as to where you're going like i think that's a big mistake people make it's like you know you've got the 
you know, there was the whole like couch to 5k thing. And then there's like, you know, people putting the 5k times up and stuff in the lockdown, yeah. which is great. Um, loads of world records broken in that, in that period by people who have never run before. Um, but like, it was good getting people up and getting them running and stuff, but you know, and yeah, I think there was a couple of programs going around which developed you from like nothing to 5k, which is great. That's like a progression of like, how do I get from nothing to that? Mm-hmm. So every time you're going for a run, you're doing different distances, different speeds, um, and then you reach the 5k. That's brilliant. So every time you're training, you're getting a new stress and stimulus and an adaptation. But then like you get to the 5k and then people just stopped and they didn't like do anything after that. Um, so I think like it's really important to like get some advice as to how to, you know, continue progressing and getting fitter. So like, you, you know, if you use that as a, as a stepping stone to getting better at running and you hit the 5k and then you're like, oh shit, what do I do now? Like, do you, you know, one thing might be to go 6k, 7k, 8k, you know, as high as you can, but then obviously that's got a shelf life. What you can do is like increase, you know, the, the speed in which you're doing that mm-hmm. run. Uh, there's lots of variables you can, you can add to improve, but you know, obviously like you say, it's about knowing what the goal is and you know, what is the goal and then starting from there really set the goal, scale it right back, you know, look at where you're at as a moment and then be patient and set that plan in, in place and then turn up and do it. That's the key yeah. really, isn't it? So like, yeah, I think, you know, we've probably covered a decent amount there for hopefully the listeners. And, you know, I think just to, just to kind of round off a little bit, you know, obviously we've had a good chat there about, um you know a bit more in depth about conditioning and like you know when to work hard when to work slower like you know on feet off feet a lactate work lactate aerobic so hopefully people have learned a couple of things from that and can take that take that forward and like just also i think a big one to take away is like you know having that structure where we're changing things a little bit week Mm -hmm. by week so that we can work towards that goal and keep, you know, keep improving. I think that's a... I think, yeah, like, again, um, the answer for everything is that it depends. Yeah, (laughs) Um, Yeah, do I need to do that? Depends. how much do you need, do I need to run? And it's like, well, does, do you play a sport that involves like the need to run? Yes. Well, yeah. Okay. You need to, you need (laughs) to do some running. Um, you know, if you don't, then, well, why are you running? Like, do you enjoy it? it might be the next yeah, question. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like, no, I don't enjoy it. And it's like, then, stop running. Yeah, like, stop. <laughs> running is not good for you. Yeah. Um, if you don't need it for a sport, but you enjoy running, then running is good for you. So we need to think of a way to um, make exactly. it so that we're, like, then we might look into more depth and say, right, okay, if you've got a specific goal that you'd like to, to reach, um, you know, and then work towards, work towards that. And if the answer is no, then okay let's you know let's find another way of conditioning that can be can be fun for you mm-hmm. that might be what bike that might be a group in working in a group yeah, environment yeah. um doing like you know metcom type work like we do like metabolic conditioning adding resistance into the you know into the conditioning work which is obviously what we're you know big fans of um so yeah there we go i think that's Lovely. probably uh, we can probably yeah. wrap that up there um so yeah um hope you've enjoyed the podcast guys uh next time you're in msc have a look at the stash um and uh yeah 
I hope, uh, I hope you like it all. And key dates for the diary, just a reminder, 30th of October, uh, we have a Halloween special uh, with our Metcon. Um, and then we've got a social in the evening uh, with a bit of fancy dress. Uh, look forward to that one. And uh, yeah, I think that's it from me. Yeah, lovely. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Mark, for having me. And we'll see you again next week. Ciao.